Hey there, listeners. This is Buck with Gravel Trap F1. As soon as we heard Imola was being canceled, we scrambled to put together another Gravel Trap Mystery Hour episode for you. This one is a little different, though. ChatGPT did not write this episode. We did. We also enlisted the help of some really great people who wanted to join in on the fun. So a very special thank you to James Coker, Tom Glover of The Old Art House, Ibrahim Malik, Ian Shea of Around the Outside, the American Formula One podcast, and our esports director over at Gravel Trap Social Club, Chris Jennings, even makes an appearance. We had such a blast making this episode, creating this crazy, silly world uh, to entertain ourselves and you. Enjoy. Today's episode of the Gravel Trap Mystery Hour, Back to That Place That One Time, is brought to you by Vintage Brand Gasoline. Siphoned out of old abandoned cars, Vintage Gasoline is guaranteed to give your automobile that authentic sputter and pop your grandpa used to talk about. When we last saw our heroes, Mercedes teammates George Russell and Valtteri Bottas, they had heroically solved the mystery of the missing helmet and discovered that Zach Brown, CEO of McLaren, had an extremely vague and probably not well thought out plan to disrupt the world of F1. Two weeks after events at Silverstone, the F1 Circus has arrived in Austin, Texas for the U.S. Grand Prix. But something peculiar is in the air. Our story begins just as Free Practice 1 is ending. George Russell has just returned to his garage from a speedy session on track. Hey Toto, that was a great session. I really like the new upgrades on the car, but are we sure the... If you can read this, you're probably Max Verstappen. Bumper sticker is necessary? Listen, of course it is, George. Don't be silly. But uh, that's not important right now. Something happened to Valtteri. What? When? Is he okay? Don't know. Just now. And I don't know. But he was just out on track with me. Yes. And as he was entering the pit lane, all of a sudden his car disappeared from our screens just moments ago. And he's not responding on the radio. Toto and George run out of the garage toward the pit wall. Outside, a safety marshal with a fire extinguisher spraying down the pit lane. They fear the worst. As the white cloud from the extinguisher clears, they see that the pit lane is empty. Hey, you! What were you spraying down? Did you see a car come by? Was it on fire? George, uh, maybe just one question at a time, eh? No, sir. No car. I heard a loud noise, and when I turned around, there were streaks of fire on the pit lane. Well, Valtteri's car couldn't have just vanished. It appears that is exactly what happened. Hey, look, down by the pit entrance, isn't that the famed F1 pundit Will Buxton? It's a little weird that you would call him that, like, just here between us. But yes, that's him. It's in his contract. I, I have to call him out. Go find out if he saw anything. I'll go talk to the media. Give them some uh, flimsy but believable cover story. Have fun with that. George runs over to Will Buxton, who is chugging a can of Red Bull energy drink and staring off into the distance. Will, Valtteri's car disappeared. Did you see what happened? What? Here? How is that possible? Look, we don't know much other than he was entering the pit lane from his practice session and then poof, him and his car were gone. That is weird, but I'm afraid, just like with that whole missing helmet thing, which I'm not saying you made up, but no one's buying that whole Zach Brown is Darth Vader thing. I didn't see anything happen to Valtteri, 
I just came down here because I saw someone messing around with the speed limit sign. Look, someone's changed the numbers from 80 kilometers per hour to 88 miles per hour. Crikey, that is mysterious. Could that be related to Valtteri's car disappearing? Great, Scott. What? David Coulthard, over there, see? That is one great Scotsman. Oh, wait a second. Remember that old sci-fi film, Back to the Future? Didn't they use 88 miles per hour to travel through time? Well, yeah, but no, it was a little more complicated. And I wouldn't call it old sci-fi film. Do you think that's what happened to Valtteri? He travelled back to the... somewhere to some time? Well, no. Again, that's not how it worked, and it's a movie, so... Will, I've seen crazier things happen. You'll just have to trust me. Let's take the safety car and try entering the pit lane at 88 miles per hour. Crazier things? George, if you're talking about that Darth Vader thing, it was a costume. There is no real Darth Vader. Come on! With his judgment probably impaired from too many cans of Red Bull, Will Buxton reluctantly gets into the, now technically stolen, safety car with George. They back up a reasonable distance and speed toward the pit entry with the cruise control set to 88 miles per hour. As they cross the line, there's a burst of bright light and the safety car disappears. I'm gonna need more fire extinguishers. Cut to a tranquil field next to a farmhouse. Location? Unknown. Suddenly, there's a burst of light, a loud crash, and a phoom. A red Mercedes appears out of thin air and skids to a halt in a cloud of dirt and dust. Dazed and confused, all right, all right, George and Will stumble out of the car and begin to take in their surroundings. Oh, wow. See, Will, I told you it would work. Well, yes, it appears it has, but where are we? When are we? How will we get back? One question at a time, Will. Jeez. Hey, look over there. Is that Valtteri's car under that pile of hay? Or is that pile of hay on top of Valtteri's car? How many Red Bulls have you had today? Just start looking around for any sign of Valtteri. If my assumptions are correct, he's only been here for five to ten minutes longer than us and couldn't have gone far. George, look over there. Someone just pulled up in a really vintage looking car. Yes, I see. Looks like they're headed this way. Maybe they saw Valtteri wandering around here. Hmm, he looks very familiar. If I didn't know better, I'd say that it was... Will Buxton and George Russell. What on earth are you two doing here? Lewis? Hamilton? I thought you retired! I did, George, and for a very good reason. There I was, contemplating what to do with my future, when I was approached by a Mr. Preston and Mr. Logan, founders of an organisation called the Time Protectorate. They convinced me that my skills would be better used by focusing on my past. Well, the past, that is. Bill and Theodore trained me to become a time detective just like them, and now I spend my time hurtling through history books, saving the world from those who would do the timeline harm. This is insane! Wait a second. Bill Preston, Theodore Logan, are you telling us Bill and Ted recruited you to become a time traveler? going on an excellent adventures? Really? This can't be happening. This is the kind of absurdity that happens in movies, books, nightmares. 
maybe a podcast, but not real life. What's a podcast? <laughs> well, time travel movies are just documentaries made by people from the future to throw you off the scent. Can't have everyone knowing time travel is real now, can we? Now, let's focus. What are you two doing here in 1946? 1946? Yes, it's August 31st, 1946, Turin, Italy. Right over there is the circuit where the first ever F1 Grand Prix will take place. Tomorrow, in fact. I've got word that a well-known time bandit was planning something devious, dastardly, and maybe even duplicitous at the race tomorrow, so I came to investigate. That makes sense. We're here because Valtteri disappeared during a practice session and ended up here, so Toto sent us to rescue him. You. Sent you. I just got in the car. Like an idiot. See? That's Valtteri's car over there, sticking from that pile of hay. I see it. Huh. No side pods. Doesn't look very fast. It can do at least 88, we know that. You two should come with me. I've got some appropriate clothing you can wear in the trunk of my car. We'll head over to the track and see if we can't find Valtteri. And get the three of you home. Yes! Can't wait! Solving time crimes with Lewis Hamilton! Yay! So Lewis, time detective? I guess you know Marty McFly too. No, he retired a few years back. Heard great things though. George and Will rummage through the trunk of Lewis's 1940s era car and put on some local garb. And the three of them start driving towards the Valentino Park circuit to look for Valtteri. Elsewhere, in a dark room, possibly an underground bunker with a single light bulb hanging from the ceiling. You know the kind. Valtteri Brotas sits tied to a chair, unconscious. His eyes open and he begins to come to. He notices a dark figure standing in the corner. Hello, uh, Valtteri, uh, welcome back. Uh, sorry about the bump on your head. He was uh, un unavoidable. Who, who are you? Where, where am I? How did I get here? Uh, one question at a time, Valtteri. My name is Elon, Elon Ecclestone. I, I come from the year 2065. My great-great-grandfather was Bernie Ecclestone. Heard of him? I brought you here because I need your help. In my time, Formula One has become unrecognizable from what my family originally built. It has strayed from its purpose and evolved into a theatrical farce of itself, driven by money and greed. The spirit of sportsmanship is gone from F1 and no longer focuses on advancing technology or sustainability. I have set out to correct this, to save what my great-great-grandfather Bernie built, which is why I have brought you here. To the year 2065. Uh, sorry, no. This is 1946. Ah, uh, yeah. Of course. That that makes sense. And your yeah. parents named you Elon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I know. It, it's such a common name. Everyone names their kid after the president of Mars. So unoriginal. Yeah, must be such a hardship. So what do you need from me? I'm so glad you asked. You were there when everything began to change, when Formula One started focusing on the money and the celebrity and started to abandon its founding principle, which is cars that go fast and cars that go vroom. I looked you up and you used to ride bicycles a lot too with, with, your, with your girlfriend Tiffany, which I love. So I figured you were like super into saving the environment. Completely valid reasoning for kidnapping and bringing me to the 1940s. 
that's what I thought too. Thank you. This is actually August 31st, 1946 in Italy, the day before the first ever F1 Grand Prix. I need you to help me convince the organizers that a hundred years from now, this sport will be nothing like what they started here, that it needs to solidify its purpose now, like right now, so that it can't be perverted later in the future. Tell them about the hybrid technology, the climate change, the progressive responsibility the sport has to mankind. I see where you're going with this, but wouldn't Sebastian Vettel have been a better choice than me? Valtteri, please, it's 1946. Hitler's only been dead for a year. I can't have some guy with a German accent walking up these streets lecturing them about ideology. Come on now. First reasonable thing you've said. Hey, do I really need to be tied up? Sorry, yes. I'm new to this whole villain thing, and the handbook says keep victims tied up else they will try to escape. It's on page 57. Oh, shoot. It also says not the monologue about my master plan. Ugh, really screwed the pooch on that one. What does your handbook say about getting caught red-handed? Hey, why did you smash through the wall? The door is right there. It's not even locked. Not cool, man. Lewis, is that you? And me too, Valtteri. I'm here too. Famed F1 pundit Will Buxton? Yes, but not on purpose. Okay, hi. I'm really loving this Legends of F1 reunion we've got going on, but I'm on a bit of a timeline here, pun intended. <laughs> Master plans to carry out, futures to rearrange, you get it. Yes, Elon, I know. That's what we're here to stop, your plan. Oh, you're aware of his absurd plan to change the future of F1? Oh yeah, this is like his third attempt. Last time he traveled back to 2016 and tried to buy F1 before Liberty Media could. But Elon here didn't bring any money with him, so his plan fell flat. Oh, you're not very good at this. Detective Lewis, how do you know my plan? I've told no one! You told me. No one but him. Wish you hadn't. We were listening outside the whole time. The walls are pretty thin, hence kicking them down. It's not your best plan, Elon. Yeah, okay, sure, fine. But how did you find me here in my lair? The farmer you stole the wheelbarrow from to bring Valtteri here? He's upstairs and still pissed. Now step back against that wall there, and I'll use my trusty chrono gun to send you back to 2065. Wait, before you blast me with that thing again, Will, do you have any more Red Bull I could take back with me? Because it's like outlawed in the future, like cocaine and M&Ms. Oh sure, here, take a few. Seriously, mate, how much Red Bull can you fit in that jacket of yours? Okay, that's enough. Everyone close your eyes. If you look into the light, it'll suck your eyeballs out and transport them into the future. Yes, last time he sent me back, we were in Times Square. No one listened, and when I arise home, surrounded by eyeballs. So gross. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Time Cop. Send me back, but this won't be the last time you see of me. Thank God. I've still got my eyes. All right, gents. Now it's time to get all of you back to your time. And the wildly futuristic cars we just left sitting in the field, yeah? Oh, good point. I'm still going to need an explanation about all of this. Are we really in 1946? 
As the four of them made their way back to the field they originally arrived in, Lewis explained to Valtteri the whole story of how he became a time detective and answered the rest of the group's burning questions about time travel. The final countdown actually happened. Looper? Absolutely true. Hot tub time machine? Actually, no, that's not real. Who wants to arrive in the past wearing just their bathing suit? So silly. Um, excuse me, I have a question. Why? Are we sure? Like sure as my shirt is off right now, sure, that Zach Brown was not behind this at all? Yes, George. That was just Elon being Elon. But I promise I'm going to investigate this whole Zach Brown Darth Vader situation. And if I find out anything useful, I'll let you know. What's next? Lando is a stormtrooper? <laughs> all right, lads. Time to send you back. Remember, you can't tell anyone about what you've just seen here today. But it was, it was great seeing you all, and I can't thank you enough for your help. Now, get back in your cars. I'll use my chrono gun to send you right back to 2023, in the pit lane at Kota. From their perspective, you'll only have been gone for a moment. Remember to close your eyes. Bye, Bye Lewis. I love you. Buongiorno, buongiorno. With a flash, a light, and thundering boom, the two cars and their occupants were transported back to time from whence they came. Instantly, they reappeared in the pit lane in Austin, Texas, just moments after they originally departed. Total Wolf hadn't even had time to go talk to the press before he saw the flash of light and came running out of the Mercedes garage. George, Valtteri, you're back. I'm here too. Oh, what, what did I just step on? Are those eyeballs? Come on, Toto. We have a lot to tell you about. Yeah, like a poor blind Italian farmer. Will this be the last we see of the misguided mastermind, Elon Eccleston? Will George and Valtteri ever find out what became of Zach Brown's... Darth Vader's... Zach Brown's preposterous plot to pervert F1? Will our heroes ever be able to get through another race without some fantastic mystery to solve? Probably not but find out next time on the Gravel Trap Mystery Hour. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 flashing lights, flashing lights. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, like I'm no, Jack Sparrow as, as George Russell. <laughs> You're doing really well. You're doing pretty good. It's, You're doing pretty good. It's, it's coming off very Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm if Harry a... Potter met Jack Sparrow in George Russell's body. <laughs> yeah.